Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Employment Lawyer in Review Regional Roundtable Series brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I am your host, Alexandra Aguilar, Director with BLP in Costa Rica. You know that each year we kick off our program with a special series of year review programs, broken down by region and focusing on the most impactful regulations of the past year, as well as forecasting on important topics that will impact employers in the coming year. Today, joining us, we have an ELA member representing Uruguay, Enrique Radmilovic, partner at Hughes and Hughes in Uruguay. Enrique, how are you? Hello, Alexandra. Uh, it's very nice to be talking to you today. Thanks to you and to the ELA for allowing me to do this podcast and tell you a little bit of what happened during last year in Uruguay, in all the, what has to do with the labor sector and what are the expectations for next year. That's great. Actually, we actually want to know what's happened. And that's our first question. Actually, what were the most significant legal changes in 2023 that impacted employers in Uruguay? Well, we had some changes that we can consider them important. The first one has to do with the modifications that were made to the retirement system. Now, and according to the new system, the retirement age will be 65 years before it was 60 years. And then some modifications were made. And those modifications has to do with, for example, that this new system allow the workers that retire, the retired workers, to begin working again. Before that, and according to the old system, that was not possible. This new system also allows the workers that have multiple jobs to retire in some of them and continue working in the remaining jobs. It also allows the possibility for the workers to decrease the working hours at least in a 30% and benefit from a partial retirement for the time reduced. And that case requires a written agreement between the employer and the worker. So those were important modifications to the retirement system, especially what has to do with the retirement age. Then we had some changes that have to do with the collective sector. There's a law that grants the possibility for those professional organizations that engage in the collective negotiations. This is the unions and the business unions. And a new registry was created where the worker unions and the business unions may registry in order to obtain their recognition as legal entities. So the main effect that the registration has has to do that the professional organizations, this is the unions and the business unions, will be entitled to civil rights and duties, and they will allow them to appear in court and execute any type of contracts. And uh, another important issue has to do specifically with the unions, the, the worker unions, that if they do not proceed to register in this new registry, they will lose the right to have retained in their favor by the employers the union's dues or fees, and they will not be longer entitled during the collective negotiations with the employers to receive information or documents that could be deemed necessary for the negotiation if they fail to show the employer their legal entity status. Okay, so 
If you do that registry, you will not be entitled to the information the employer could have to share with you that would be important for the negotiation. Then some changes to the collective negotiation law were also done. The first one and the most important for me is that what happens with the representation of the workers when there is no company union? What happens with those workers of that specific company? According to the new law, it is not required to have a company union, nor the workers should be represented by union leaders in order to negotiate with his employer issues that have to do or they may affect the company. In this sense, and for that specific negotiation, the workers can elect their representatives to negotiate. But I repeat, you don't need any more a union, an organized union to represent those employees. And there's an issue also that is important that has to do with the term of the collective agreement. So from now onwards, the parties, the unions and the, and the employers, have the exclusive right to settle the term of the collective agreement. This means that once the collective, term, the collective agreement terminates, all the rights and duties negotiated in the same will also end. According to the old system, when the collective agreement terminated, it was understood that the rights and duty didn't end until a new collective negotiation, a new collective agreement was executed. Now, when the collective agreement terminates, the rights and duties that were incorporated to the same will also end. Then we have other laws that were passed this year that have to do with certain benefits for technicians or professionals that provide IT services, those foreign workers that move to our country may pay the non-resident income tax, and also they are allowed to exclude themselves from the local social security system and continue being incorporated to the security system of their country of origin. No? Also, another change that was introduced was something that is very important that has to do with the teleworking for companies that develop businesses within the free zones. According to that law, it was allowed that to telework for free trade zone companies, making an exception to the working regime that obligates the employees to work within the free zone premises. There's a general principle that all the services that performs free trade zone company should be performed within the free trade zone. From according to the law, there's an exception that those employees that work for the free trade zone company can perform the work outside the free trade zone. And the last change that is important because it's an important benefit granted for the for the employee has to do with a new law that entitles the pregnant workers to absentee to work up to four hours per month to go to the doctor to receive pregnancy controls. And also the law grants the right to workers to accompany the spouses, concubines, or couples to their pregnancy controls also up to two, uh, four hours per month. So that's a, an important right because it has increased considerably the time the pregnant workers and the spouses, concubines, or couples have to go to the pregnancy controls. 
So that's mainly what happened in 2023. It was a quite a busy year. Many changes were introduced. Some of them were profound. What happened with the collective negotiation laws and what happened with the retirement system were considered to be important changes according to what usually happens in our country. Thank you, Enrique. This is great. Actually, I've been taking notes regarding the retirement system, the changes in the collective sector, also regarding the benefits for the IT services professionals. This is really important for all the employers in the region that have specific operations in Uruguay. So, Enrique, we already talked about 2023, so we want to know the predictions or your predictions for 2024 regarding employment laws updates changes that you can anticipate on HR. So yes, we, we want to know about it. Well, you know that year 2024 is an electoral year in our country. So in principle, we do not expect many changes to occur during this year because all our parliamentary members, this is senators and house representatives, will be very busy campaigning during all the year because Uruguay has a very complicated electoral system. In June, we have primaries among the different parties. Then in, in October, we have the general election. And in November, according to what happens in the general election, we will have a balotage. So unfortunately, all those members of the parliament will be more focused in trying to win the elections and keep their seat in the legislative power than just legislating and doing what they are supposed to do. There are some projects in the pipeline that could not be sanctioned or passed last year. One of them has to do with the harassment and violence in the working place. Although it is in the pipeline, I do not expect that it, during this year, 2024, something will happen with that. We'll have to wait until 2025 with a new government and a new parliament to see what happens. But I am not very optimistic that this year we will have many changes in any type of activity. No, not also in what has to do with labor, but nothing will happen this year. No, 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 no substantial changes will occur. This is great, Enrique, and thank you so much for this update. And we hope the best in these elections for, for okay. Uruguay. Thank you very yeah. much, Alexandra. No, thank you. It's been my pleasure talking to you about these important matters. I hope to see you next time as well, Enrique. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. So if you would like to connect with Enrique, please click on his bio in the description of this podcast. We also encourage you to reach out to any of our lawyers around the world by selecting Find a Lawyer on the ELA website at ela.law or download our app by searching Employment Law Alliance in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Additionally, check out training.ela.law to access to our training portal featuring online harassment prevention programs and much more. Information about all the programs available in the Year in Review series and other resources are available on the then landing page at ela.law. 
You have been listening to the Employment Law Year in Review Regional Roundtable, a series brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I am Alexandra Aguilar. Thank you for listening.